Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got Carrie from Rise at Seven. Hi, Carrie. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. So first thing, first thing, how are you doing? I'm really good. I'm having a good day. I was just kind of skipping around my living room because we just found out we won an amazing pitch. I've been working on it for a couple of weeks. It's been a dream brand. And yeah, you know when you just really want a win and we got a big one. So yeah, today's a good day. I'm in a good mood. Fantastic. This is perfect. So we've got smiles <laughs> and a good mood version of Carrie for the podcast, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, every single agency gets an opportunity to shout from the rooftops all about themselves. Okay. Shout from the rooftops. Who arise? What arise? What do they all do? For those one person that's probably listening that's not heard of you. Okay, I was about to say, we we shout a lot about who we are and what we do. Um, so Rise at Seven is a search first creative agency. And a lot of people might be thinking, what the hell is that? Search first creative. Um, I've worked in SEO most of my life and SEO was always a technical thing. It was always a technical discipline. But actually, search in my eyes is so much more creative than, than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two sides of SEO. There's facilitating search. You know, people know what they're searching for on Google, whether that's, you know, they're looking for a holiday, they're looking for, you know, to buy a car or whatever it is. Um, and SEO facilitates that search through content, through UX, through, you know, mm-hmm. links and all that sort of stuff. But then there's also this separate side of search I don't think many agencies explore and that's around mm. drivers how do we get people to you know driving people to search basically search for yeah. a holiday search for a car um so we basically do both sides we have a seo team a ux team data team that look after um the, the facilitating of search but then we have this pr social brand team basically that helps mm. get people to, to search for in the first place so, so yeah drivers you sell number one rankings and then you sell the people uh, influencing people searching for the thing that you rank number one for. Exactly. Perfect. It's a perfect, perfect, perfect business model. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in every in every single podcast, we, we, we start with four questions. We see where the conversation takes us. So yep. let's begin. Um, the first question I've got for you is what's been one of the kind of the biggest successes for you um, as an agency owner over the last few years? that's a big question um to be honest i feel lucky as hell to have survived through this pandemic (laughs) i so i launched rise at seven um june 2019 and the pandemic hit what it was like maybe february 2020 something Mm -hmm. like that so i had about five months before the pandemic hit um, and I remember we was growing at rapid speed. The industry was growing as well. You know, demand for what we did was all of a sudden yeah. increased. Um, and when we launched um, and, and when the pandemic hit, sorry, I remember like shitting myself thinking, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose everything overnight. Yeah. I remember I rang my mum and I was like, mum, I'm going to lose it all, all overnight. Like I had five job ads live and I was thinking, should I take that down? So I guess the thing that I'm, I'm most proud of is getting through that. 
getting yeah. through the um the pandemic getting through the you know the hard times of the great resignation getting through you know trying to make profit as a business like most businesses don't make profit in their first year and we made a lot of profit in, the, in our first year so we really did do well um and i guess something that i've been thinking about i, I made notes actually about this last night when i was thinking about coming on this mm. and um I was thinking what is it what is it that in the early days that really helped us from that and I think it was we focused on sales from day one it was yeah. all about sales some I read this quote I actually heard this quote many times over the years and it was if you focus on sales everything else falls into place you know if you make money money buys people which a lot of people don't have right now. Money also buys skill sets, which you don't have. Money buys time, project yeah. management, tools. So if you focus on getting money into your business, everything else can be figured out afterwards. Yeah. And I think so many businesses get it wrong. They focus on building a really good business that has processes and tools and people, but then they don't focus on money. They don't focus on making money in the end of it. So yeah, I think we kind of, yeah. we did it the other way around, but it worked. I, I I think there's I mean there's nothing there's nothing wrong with doing it in that way around and as you've proven it it works yeah. it works really well and uh, you're only as good as your cash flow in a business um, and if yeah. you don't have good cash flow you you that 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 dictates the speed at which you can which grow. we can grow um, yeah. that or debt um, <laughs> and uh, a good a good amount of cash in the bank through through sales is fantastic most agencies as as you know most agency owners that, that you've come across yourself um, they start their their businesses because they're really good at what they do and they're not necessarily the business running person um, and and part of the problem with that is that um, they 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 sort of spend the first sort of eighteen months of their agency's life selling via referrals and and recommendations and things like that and that feels great and then when they go right let's get growth happening and you go oh shit we've got to do sales now we've got yeah. to sell sell quicker than we're losing clients and yeah. if you start plugging them in early on then then you do get a, a fast growing growing business exactly yeah and that's what the biggest learning curve for me is. Um, you mentioned something then, like typically people start businesses because they're really good at doing something and you know, yeah. something they enjoy. Admittedly, that was me. I was really, really good at search first creative. That's, mm. that's what I was really good at. I won awards for it. I did all this stuff and I loved it. I, I couldn't let go in the first probably six to 12 months. You know, I was running campaigns and I loved it. That kind of thrill of it. But I, I always remember the moment that I realized I'm not running campaigns. I'm running a business. Yeah. Your mindset changes. Your mindset just realizes, okay, I need to make money. I need to keep people in jobs. I need to scale this and create process and a ways of working that I sell it once, but I'll create it once and sell it 10 times. I'll be able to just yeah. do this over and over again. And that's when my mindset sh shifted really as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. understanding, okay, you shift from doing what you're always good at, you know, running campaigns, doing SEO, pulling digital strategies together, or and then to running a business. How yeah. do you do that instead? So, so I know I found this that piece hard personally. Yeah. From a personal yeah. point of view, letting Thanks. go of the delivery part was it, it was personally very hard. And also from a professional point of view, any mistakes felt like they were pre preventable because I could have done the bloody work. Um, <laughs> it's really hard, isn't it, to to, it is. to to let go of some of that? But I think it is. It, you have to do it if you're growing an agency. Yeah, massively. Um, something that I learn is, um, you know, hire people that can do the things you can't. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think you should always stay true to what you're good at and stick to that. 
and then hire people like you know i've hired coos i'm I'm not the greatest at you know operational stuff or yeah. even a, you know an fd or a cfo like hire those people that are good at the things that you're not but yeah Absolutely. i think the hardest thing for me something I, I found quite interesting is when you when you do work like seo or when you do work like pr or content marketing you kind of get instant gratification because you kind of know oh it's generating results yeah. for clients so that is your kind of feel good thing you know at the end of the day you've delivered some goods for clients well when you start to drop that you start to let go of feeling good because you yeah. don't get that instant gratification. Okay, the instant gratification you have is keeping people in jobs and yeah. it's you know, making money and driving sales and revenue. But that, that's not, you know, on a week or week or month basis. That's a real long-term thing. So I think the hardest thing get moving from like doing the work to doing vision and, and growing a business is, you know, you've got to find and celebrate the wins in a different way because you're yeah. not going to get, you know, the graph going up. That's not going to kind of make you feel good anymore. Exactly. Um, that's what I kind of noticed. Yeah, I, I, I had um, a, a guest on a few few recordings ago and uh, he said um, one of the things that he found hardest was to learn that, to have long horizons. And I think that's yeah. that's what yeah. that's what you're alluding to there is the fact that you can see the win is a long way away, but you know the win is worth the wait and worth the time and worth the effort. And and quite a lot of building an agency isn't just going quick. It's also that traction and consistency because hiring the right people and keeping them motivated requires traction and accountability and consistency. And if you don't have that, then the wheels start falling off the bus uh, relatively yeah. quickly. And, you know, you, you've just got to, you know, uh, keep going. Uh, no, I'm not going to get my win for another six months, six years, seven yeah. years, whatever it might be. But I know it's coming if I keep this all up. So it's quite tough. Yeah, so for sure. So if, if Rise at Seven was to was to uh, do some R&D tax credit relief and invent a time machine um, <laughs> and you went back in time to give yourself one piece of advice, uh, the one piece of advice just as you were about to start Rise, what, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, what worked then? Mm -hmm. So everything I did in year one of Rise at Seven. I, I kind of templated things so people could kind of just, have you ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Okay, so you know there's that scene where he passes the script and he goes, follow oh, the yes, script. Yeah. yeah, so I did that. I, mm. I did that in the early days of Rise of Seven where I literally wrote, this is how I talk to clients. This is how I market the agency. This is how I run strategies. This is how I do an SEO audit. I basically templated fucking everything, Chris, because <laughs> I needed to be able to get it out fast. That's what, what yeah. it was. I needed to get be able to go, right, if you want to do the level of, you know, Stephen came right and Carrie Rose from day one, just follow this, follow the script. Yeah. Um, and what worked then does not work now. And I've, that's one thing I wish I could tell myself and, you know, be open to changing the way that we did things. And that actually changes fucking good. You have to change to be able to grow. Yeah. Um, and I guess in, in the early days, you you see it working, you know, you're making money, you're winning awards, you're growing as a business. So you kind of think, well, this is working. Why would I want to change? But yeah. actually, you need to, you have to. And change, change is actually the thing that you need to focus on. So yeah. I guess what I would tell myself is, the things that worked then isn't going to work now. And it's definitely Absolutely. not going to get you to the next thing. And it's the same with people. You know, this is a horrible kind of realization that I've had around, you know, building a business. of We've got 110 staff now. And I remember, you know, we had the first 15 to 20 people. And these, those were, you know, people that were, are my friends. These are mm. people that are, you know, hopefully one day going to set off in the sunshine together, you know, uh, you know, if we yeah. decide to sell this thing, you know. Um, these are the early day risers. Um, and ultimately, one thing I realized is the people also that got me there 
aren't going to mm. get me to the next place. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to be open and accept change. Um, Absolutely. And that's, that's what I would tell myself. Yep. Um, every agency I ever go into to do any work with them, the first one of the first things I do is I draw on there. Obviously, they've got a whiteboard because <laughs> they've got an, next to the beanbag. There's a whiteboard. Yeah. Uh, I draw on the whiteboard a tombstone that says we've always done it this way. Yes. And, and I put the, the death date of that on the yes. date that we're talking. Exactly. Because if you think like that, it's the same as treading water. Eventually, you're going to get tired and you're going to sink. And yeah. if you keep going forwards and you keep changing and you keep adapting based on, you know, not not just subjective stuff, like does it feel yeah. right? Is it making an impact? If it isn't, then you have the parameters set to, to make some changes. Do you know what most founders go wrong? It's their mm. ego. Mm. Um, definitely being there, Chris. Definitely. Oh, being yeah. There. I've seen I've seen your agency grow as I've closed mine down and I, and, and, and I was like I, I thought I had some balls yeah um yeah the ego takes over when you're a founder and you know what you know works is also what made you look good um but yeah. you have to accept that that no longer could make you look good. You could actually be a failure and you could, you know, lose everything overnight. I mm. kind of had to tell myself these things that actually, you know, drop the fucking ego, Carrie, you know, that what worked and, you know, your ideas and your strategy might not actually be the best one. Um, yeah. You know, I started hiring consultants. I, I hired COOs. I hired, you know, um, CFOs and all, all these people and said, right, you're doing it wrong. And I remember the early days thinking, no, I'm not. Like, I'm doing <laughs> Yeah, it I know best. Yeah, I, I made four million this year, like fuck you, kind of thing. And then you realize, okay, they're trying to get you to there, and what you did then to get you there isn't going to get you to the next pe next stage. And that's what you have to do: drop the ego, focus on the business, focus on you know what's missing in the company. And that's definitely been a massive learning curve for me, but one that I've really enjoyed going through. So, if you had that time machine and you went back and you gave yourself that advice, would younger Carrie have listened to that advice? No. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, younger Carrie is very rebellious. That's actually a good thing, though. So, you know, um, do you know, interesting thing. We we did a oh, what do they call it now? It's like a personality test. Oh yeah. Um, we did that for like Myers Briggs or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So we did it for myself and Ken Wright, my co-founder, and all the risers as well. So we at this time, I think we had about fifty members of staff. So it was about a year ago, something like that. Um, so we had about fifty members of staff. Did all these personality tests because we wanted to find out what haven't we got. So you know, we've got a lot of balls in Rise 7, a lot of creativity. We have a lot of, um, you know, ego and all these sort yeah. of different traits of people. But what haven't we got? And one thing that we didn't really have is um, people that was hesitant to take risks. We're mass massive risk takers. Yeah. Um, and that's what I guess, um, you know, this risk taker and rebelliousness is something that I've always driven in the company. I always have this saying, after forgiveness, not for permission. Uh, yeah, after forgiveness, not permission. And I kind of tell all mm. of you that, even SEOs, um, yeah. You know, developers just ask for forgiveness, not permission. Um, but then also, you know, I've started to hire people that are a lot more, um, yeah, cautious. I guess is the best word. I, th I think I think that's necessary in some senses. You need that sort of yin to the yang in an organisation because yeah. it keep it keeps your feet on the ground sometimes. And I don't know about you, but some so it's it's hard to hear no. Yeah. But sometimes no is actually a good thing. Yeah, it um, is. And it's for your own good to swallow some bad medicine once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. So is there something that you've um, learned over all of your years in the industry um, that's kind of set you up for the success that you're that you're seeing now? Yes. Um, overall in the industry, 
I think one, you know, there's that saying, is it better to be better or better to be different? Mm-hmm. It's 100% better to be different. I'll give you some examples of this. So when in the early days of pitching for uh, for work, um, I always remember we walked into uh, Misguided mm-hmm. and we was up against, you know, so I tell you about Misguided is an interesting story. I've kind of tweeted about this before, but so m- myself and Stephen was on our own in Rise 7. There was two members of staff yeah. and we, you know, to win Misguided, we needed to look a lot bigger than we were. So we basically took a few friends to the pitch, pretended that they were staff, but they actually did work in the industry. And we said, you know, if we win this, we'll hire them as well. Um, but one person we took along was um, a girl called Thea. And Thea was quite well known in the fashion space because she ended up becoming like a bit of an ASOS stunt. And okay. when we, yeah, when we walked into that pitch, they kind of um, like already knew that our proposition was different. You know, we was bringing search and brand together basically. And that mm. at Misguided was was so much more valuable than other agencies that yeah. they were pitching with. But what really made us stand out is having Thea in the room because they was like, Thea, you're the ASOS girl. Oh my God, can you tell us about that stunt, blah, blah, blah. Immediately, we looked different. We looked yeah. different to the last agency that came in, you know, the SEO agency that pitched um, a couple of hours before. And that's when I realized looking different and being different and having different people in the, in the business is is yeah. our USP. Um, but then I, I scaled that. I scaled that um, from not only our, you know, people but our brand um you know the way we market ourselves being different is absolutely the thing that makes you win yeah. massively uh, I, I i mean on the other side of the coin if you look at every single digital agency almost every single digital agency sorry good agencies out there I know, yeah. but for the majority <laughs> of them if you go onto onto google and you search for uh award-winning digital agency and you yeah. look at every single one of the websites the they same. all say results driven uh disruptive disruptive, um we we're an extension of your team and we have an office dog uh, and all those sorts of things (laughs) and 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 you've got all of that there that is this sort of faux differentiation and not having your differentiator is one big part of of being successful part of the rest of that differentiator is having a real reason to believe and that's your results and that's just case studies and that's the numbers that you show that happen and with the with a with a real reason to believe and a differentiator that's when someone goes wow okay so that is different that is different to what i I can believe in this i have a reason to believe you now yeah 100 and and it's worked you know um i always tell the story of you know what is rise of seven's proposition and how so 100 of clients that we work with to this day came to us all inbound no outbound we don't do any outbound we don't even have a sales team chris so for that to happen we had something different yeah. And people came to us. And that's what I always kind of tell people is differentiating is one of the biggest things that we need to constantly do as well. You can't just kind of say, yeah, we're never say you're different. You always have to show it. Yeah. Never have yeah. a slide deck on your pitch or your website say we're different. You always have to show it and tell it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, I thought this when it come to definitely the SEO industry. Um, I was on a podcast similar to this maybe about a year ago. And it was with an SEO um, expert, basically. And he was... I wouldn't say he weren't a fan of Rise at Seven, but he definitely was grilling me. Uh, he was okay. grilling me about um, the people and, you know, you you guys seem like, you know, the average age at Rise at Seven is 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have a lot of graduates. Uh, we're doing a lot more creative things, you know, on search when it comes to Pinterest and YouTube and things like that and, and Amazon and stuff. And they, he kind of said, is the office just full of kids? 
And I always remember that moment and thinking like, what, what do I do here? Do I back or do I back ourselves up? Do I do I kind of get show in favor of having young talent in the, in the industry? And at that point, I always remember Stephen Kenwright kind of saying, that is our differentiator. We have new young talent coming into the search industry that are bringing innovation, bringing new ideas. But what yeah. what they do bring is 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 creativity and and naiveness really of why yeah. not? Let's try it. They trial things, and that's what SEO is all about: trial and failing. Yeah. Um, and that young people do like to try and fail. Um, so yeah, we kind of went down this route of you know having a young um, kind of workforce and you know bringing in innovation and different ways of thinking about search is actually our USP. And I always remember thinking at that time, really being like pulled them one way or the other, and I just mm. stuck to it and said that is what our differentiator is. Yeah, you've got uh, the the thing with these sorts of things is it's not a differentiator if you buckle to something else and there's pressure yeah. from other people. And quite often, you know, any any anyone out there who who's got sort of a a personal opinion about one agency or another if they're if that that's that's their opinion um, yeah literally. and they're more anyone anyone who is welcome to have an opinion however as i said to someone yesterday if you have an opinion on something you sh if you if you voice it you should expect to be challenged on it yeah. and if yeah. you can't be challenged on it keep quiet yeah if you can be challenged on it have a good reason to be challenged on it because otherwise it's just being not that nice now there's 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 um, there's arguments for, for for growing steadily and slowly, and that's good, and that's what yeah. some agency owners want. There's arguments for growing at pace and doing it in certain ways or other ways, but being true to the the, the, the purpose of the existence of the business, which is to do different stuff, do it differently. You can't have 40-plus-year-olds who worked in, in-house and have a beer belly and think that they know <laughs> what they're talking about because they, they've they just been an, what they call themselves an OG for so long. It exactly. doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, whether, you, you, whether you like the approach or you don't like the approach, it's the approach and it's working. So, yeah. F off. Yeah, um, also... <laughs> um, one thing I've seen in the agency space, not just SEO, but the agency space overall, so a lot of people have hired in-house you know they have seo directors now and they didn't used to have seo direct they had an seo agency you know all of these different things have changed where a lot more people have gone in-house or they've gone freelance yeah. so kind of people are struggling when it comes to talent um and one thing i kind of realized is um i guess we're the ones that had the talent we're the ones that had kind of the, the training of the staff and things like that um and a lot of people hated that a lot of people hated it in the early days, definitely. Um, and you just had to stick to it. And we always said at the early, definitely at the beginning of Rise, um, you know, because we're so different, um, you know, you're not going to get, it's a bit like Marmite, love, our, love us or hate us. And we mm -hmm. have to accept that. There's some people that won't like it. There's some people that will. Um, so, yeah, you just have to realize that. But actually, I'd, I'd much rather be different. I'd much rather be different than the same as everybody else because um, it really has worked for us. Yeah. And if it works, again, like we said earlier, if it stops working, change it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so if anyone's if anyone's listening to this podcast now and they're thinking about starting their own agency um, and, they're, and they're not sure whether to start it or indeed they just started the agency and they're, they're starting to work through things, what yeah. one piece of advice would you give them, do you think? Oh, other than focus on sales because everything else falls into place, because I think that's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard or listened to. Um, I think the second thing is the destination of where you're going isn't important. Mm. 
So the, where you end up, basically, whether I get asked a lot, do you plan on selling Rise at Seven? Um, do you plan on um, expanding to Germany? Do you plan on, um, you know, what is it that you ultimately want to be? What's the reason for Rise? Yeah, yeah. Um, destination is not important. The direction is. So as long as you're going in the right direction, then, you know, your destination might go end up being somewhere else. Um, but the direction is the most important thing. I think always having a direction from the beginning and going back to that is so important. Something I'll tell you, Chris. Um, so we wrote the business plan and the business plan basically was a direction. That's what it was. Which mm -hmm. way are we going in the industry? And where, what is it that Rise at Seven is going to attract to? Um, so I wrote this kind of plan. And then throughout the last two and a half years, as you can imagine, you know, you're scaling, you're winning, you're doing all these fun, fun things, etc. You kind of go off plan sometimes. Mm. And everything, everything, it's probably once a quarter, I, I kind of open that plan back up again and I go back to it and I go, okay, let's go back to that direction. Let's make sure I'm always on that line. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I would advise people do is kind of write down the direction that you're going in, not the destination and stick to it, review it and make sure because actually one thing you'll realize is you was right from the beginning whether Absolutely. that's what you know, your proposition or what, who, who your target market is and what it what the value you put out to the world as a business spot on yep totally agree and what great advice to end the podcast on so thanks very <laughs> much for that all new agency owners or aspiring agency owners take that and 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 stick with it it is really good to have uh, a direction and a direction is basically your purpose and your um and the, and the reason for getting out of bed in the morning and you can stick to that if you can stick to something like that then it doesn't matter necessarily if the goalposts move here or there um yeah. the the mission can change the mission is something that isn't it, it isn't fixed it should be fixed to some degree otherwise the direction constantly flip-flops but yeah. <laughs> but but you don't have to say in three years time we're going to be here with this and that and the other yeah. you can say that that's the, the signposts to success because you need yeah. part you need that your you you know your 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 um your stuffy fds will tell you that but yeah. You, you've still got to have that purpose and that purpose is the direction that's the reason everyone gets out of bed in the mornings turns on bloody slack that's why people do it <laughs> so um thanks very much for coming along kerry and thank you uh, and we'll be talking to you next at the uh and we have an office dog live at yes April. so um looking forward to that thank I'm you very excited. much thank you and it, and uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. In the next podcast, we'll have another different, awesome agency owner uh, talking about their experiences and the lessons that they've learned along the way. So thanks very much for listening. <laughs>